I'm going to say something, and I mean it with all of my heart. If we can pray that, pray that prayer and it offends somebody, we need to pray. Amen. There ain't anything that I've just spoken that was in that prayer right there that's not in the Word. Right. And I believe in declaring the Word. The Bible says yes. for us to declare the Word. Amen. Right. Because there's power in our tongue. Amen. Come on, somebody. Right. I said there's power in our tongues. Yes. Right. There's power for blessings and power for cursings. And I choose blessings tonight. Amen. 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 I'm not going to use my tongue to curse. I'm going to use it to bless. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm going to declare the blessings of God over my family and over my church families. Yes. Amen. God's good. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Revelation, chapter number three. And I, I, I don't know how this is going to go tonight because I feel it strong. And it's going to be hard for me to follow my notes. Uh, I've got a word from the Lord. I don't want you to take this word the wrong way. I don't want you to leave misunderstanding what I feel the Lord has given me. This is not a message that's going to beat anybody up. This ain't a message that's going to should hurt anybody's feelings. But I want you to get your Bibles to the book of Revelation chapter number 3 tonight. And my mic just died. But that's okay. Everybody say amen when you're ready. The Bible said unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful. Everybody say, look out. Look out. Somebody say, be looking. Be looking. And strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. And then he said, for I have not found thy works perfect before God, Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If, therefore, thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which are not that which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh. The same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. He that overcometh, the same is going to be clothed in white, and Jesus said, I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name. 
before my Father and before his angels. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. God, I praise you for your word tonight. Let's give him a great hand clap of praise. Come on, do this with
My name is Mark. If you look that name up in the Greek, it means something. Warrior for God. But that's not what he's talking about. Our church name is Bethel Apostolic Church. Bethel in the Hebrew means house of God. That is our name. But that's not what he's talking about. He wasn't talking about the first Pentecostal church of Sardis. He wasn't talking about the church of God, the church of Christ. He was writing a letter to the church, the New Testament church that was in Sardis. And he said, Thou hast a name. Yes. Yes. And the name that he was talking about was their reputation. Right. They had a reputation that they were alive. And if you study the scriptures, you will find that Jesus addressed this church saying, I know thy works. They were not dead. They had deeds. The church didn't just have two services or three services or whatever it was a week, but the church had deeds. And Jesus said, I know thy deeds. Yes. And he said, you have a name. In other words, Sardis, you've got a good reputation. You know, you've got a name of good standing in your community. And and I think, I want you to just understand, I think all of that is well and good, and you need that to be soul winners. They've got to believe in your witness. They've got to believe in your testimony. And if you don't have a good witness and a good testimony, you ain't going to win anybody to Christ. So a good name, Solomon said, is better than great riches. But the church of Sardis, but the Lord had a good name. And a good name, a name that thou, was, thou livest. You know, it's one thing to a church to think they're alive. Amen. A church to think we got programs. And a church to think we got things going on. And a church to think good things are going. Come on. I'm preaching. I'm not just talking to Bethel tonight. I'm talking about the church in America. Right. And Jesus here is dealing with Sardis. And Jesus tells them, I know your works. And you have a name. Amen. That thou thou livest. But thou art dead. Come on. Now, how do you think that message must have went? Hello? Amen. How do you think people would have responded? Because the Bible says that the, that, 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 that the letter was written to the angel of the church. The angel of the church doesn't necessarily mean that there was an angelic being that was over the church. But the angel of the church was the one that was responsible for the church. And so when the letter was being written, it was being written, amen, in a way that I'm trying to address the responsible party of the church so that he can deal with this and get some of this stuff. Now just think with me. 
I want you to let your mind play what it must have been like when the preacher took the pulpit and had the ladder in hand and said, he says, this is what thus saith the Lord. Man, right. bless him, Lord. That must have been a tight service. <laughs> and the Lord said, we got a good name. Come on, somebody. Right. And the Lord said, I know your deeds. Right. I want you to understand something. Not only does he know what we do, but right. he knows the motivation behind right. you doing it. Right. Right. He knows the heart of why we are doing it. Come on. Right. Is it for our name or is it to glorify his name? Yes. Yes. Thou hast a name. Right. That thou livest. Thou art dead. If I could challenge us to the very core of our being tonight, the one thing I felt the Holy Ghost moved me and inspire me to speak from this text yeah. is the one thing God wants us to do tonight is to put to rest and to death traditional church. Amen. Right. If you study the church of Sardis, we could go into a lot of things. But the one thing the church of Sardis did not have was persecution. Not one time do you read about somebody being in trouble, somebody being in prison, somebody getting hanged, somebody, somebody getting in any, any, any kind of issues because of their stance of truth. said remember how you received and heard and he said hold fast and repent if therefore thou shalt not watch if you don't watch I'm going to come on you as a thief in the night and he said and thou shalt not know what hour I am coming. But the very next verse, he talks about there's a few names in Sardis that have not defiled their garment. Right. Right? Right. He said, they walk with me in white, for they are worthy. And then he tells us, he that overcometh shall be clothed in white. I don't know about you tonight, but I come ready to overcome some stuff. I come ready to overcome a traditional spirit that is trying to get us to adopt traditions. Amen. The way we ought to have Wednesday night service. I believe God is challenging us to the core of our being to have apostolic church. Yes. Yes. Blessed Lord. Tonight. I am under a mandate from God to strengthen the things which remain. That's right. And tonight I have come to lay to rest traditional church. Right. Traditional church yes. was born sometime after the church got comfortable right. with yes. us four and no more. Right. Traditional church was born on the day that hunger died. Traditional church 
was born in the state called Satisfied, yes. in the city called Distracted. Right. Traditional church is what I'm talking about tonight, that we must lay to rest. Yes. It is selfish. Amen. It is so selfish because it has been selfishly kept alive. Amen. Right. And lived far too comfortably within the four walls of the building. It was sometimes forced to move out when the fire broke out in its altars, but they were usually able to put out those fires with wet blankets of complacency and offense or carnality. Come on. Traditional church hobbies include things like having good church on Sunday. Come on. Yes. The glorifying our God of yesteryear. Right. But forgetting he's the same God yes. that can do it right now. Yes. yes. That's right. Yes. Traditional church is birthed in places. They, they include, their hobbies include these things. But not only that, they enjoy complaining about leadership. Being offended over ministry in the body. You want to live, you want to know a traditional church? This is what it looks like. It enjoys sustaining just the status quo. Right. I believe with all of my heart, God has placed it on this body of believers in Winfield because revival is coming yes. like it's never seen. The ladder shall be greater than the yes. Traditional church is best known for its prayerless altars. I thank God for people that come to the altar. I thank God for a people that hunger for a move, a genuine move of God. But traditional church is filled with prayerless altars. They go services and services and services with nobody in the altars. Nobody praying. Nobody seeking God. Nobody needing a move of God. We got to get outside the walls yes. of traditional yes. church. Yes. Traditional church is well known for its unappreciation of precious truth. We live in a modern day where people do not want to be part of denomination. We live in a non-denominational world because they do not like doctrine. They do not like the doctrine of the word. They don't want standards. They don't want rules. They don't want anything to live by. Well, you might as well rip the pages of the Bible out and just go by the book cover and the back cover
If you believed when you were six years old, you're saved. Don't matter if you died or dope, needles in your arms, or killed yourself with a shotgun. It don't matter what you do. The world thinks you're saved. Church, right. I've come to tell you, we've got to get outside that stuff and get back to yes. the truth.
But there comes a time that that thing's going to be non-compatible right. with some of the newer versions. Right. I'm not saying we need a new version of church. <laughs> but what I am saying is the new version is getting where it's non-compatible oh, that's good. to the old version. And the old version is when they had the lame to walk, the blind to see, the cripple to run. Come on, somebody. The old version is when they saw deliverance, healings, miracles, signs, wonders. The old version talked in tongues. The old version in Jesus' name. The old version still preached repentance. Yes. And I think it's time that the church calibrates itself and gets back into the place to where we upgrade and calibrate back to where we are compatible to the book of Acts. Jesus said this about the old. He said, I give you power to cast out all demons in Mark 3.15. Luke 9 and 1. The Bible says and he gave them power and authority right. over all devils right. and to cure all diseases. Right. Mark 16 and 17 says and these signs shall follow them that believe in right. my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Right. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, I'm not getting the snakes out. If they shall drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Jesus said, you cannot put new wine in old bottles or the bottles will break. I've come to tell this church it's time for an upgrade. It's time yes. we walk in what he's got for us. It's time we walk in that new yes. traditional church when they walk in. People with broken marriages don't need us having traditional church when they come.
And it ain't just what happens inside these four walls. Right? I've seen it and I've experienced it. A few years back, Lee Stone King was preaching a revival. And they had a blowout service. And it poured out and there was people started leaving late that night. Brother Dennis, they went down to the Cracker Barrel and they gathered in the Cracker Barrel and the prayer broke back out in the Cracker Barrel. Come on. <laughs> and about 11 o'clock that night, they're all just having a good old time and the church is still in there having, having the after service. And, and one of the waiters comes over and, and, and asks, what is this? And they begin to tell her. Tears start falling down her face because she's going through something. And she says, will you pray for me? In Cracker Barrel, 11 o'clock at night, she got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> well, while she was over here dancing, another worker came over. And they were like, what is going on? And they started telling her she wanted prayer because she had somebody that needed prayer. And she began to pray and all of a sudden the Lord began to move on her and she got filled with the Holy Ghost. And after two of these is in there and they get filled with the Holy Ghost, the manager comes out. And the manager gets filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. At <laughs> o'clock in the yeah. That's not traditional church. Traditional church, you'll be sitting there griping about your sweet daddy. You'll be talking about leadership. You'll be whining about who's active in the ministry. That's what traditional church does. But the book of Acts church, people's receiving the Holy Ghost. People's attracted to the book of Acts church. Because when you catch on fire, they'll come to see you burn. Yes. It's time to lay to rest once and for all traditional church. There's a lot I can say about the church of Sardis. Winfield is not the church of Sardis. But I feel it in my bones tonight that what God is transitioning us for is for this very hour. What's about to come in, you can't handle your traditional church. We can't handle with traditional church. You're not going to convince an addict that what you've got's better than that high. Right. right. When you look like you got baptized in pickle juice. Because <laughs> that man or woman, when they get high, feel good. Yes, sir. But there is a place that you can get in the Holy Ghost. That is better than any drug out there. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's better than anything they sell in a bottle. It's better than any cigarette. It's better than any dip in a can. It's better than anything you will ever experience. But if you're not hungry, you'll never get it. God never, the fire of God never fell on an altar where there was not sincerity. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. As John said, I merely baptize you with water. But one that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm unworthy to unlatch. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. I can pray for you all night long, but I can't give you the Holy Ghost. I can get you baptized in the water. I can do that tonight. But I can't get you the Holy Ghost. Right. Because God knows the heart. That's right. I know thy works. Mm-hmm. Thou hast a name. I don't want to be that one that passes from this life. And we don't know how long we've got. Right. family just lost a precious young man, 44 years old. I've got an uncle that died of a heart attack at 37. Got a first cousin that died in a car wreck at 18. Senior in high school. Scholarship offers from all kinds of schools. We don't know what tomorrow brings. Life is but vapor. But Brother Chase, I don't want to stand before God and my name be blotted out. I've got to lay to rest tradition. I've got to lay to I can't be a statistic of Sardis that there's a few names that has not the fire. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm inviting.